Hello, this is Faith, and with me, like always, is my dad, Joseph. Hello. We're glad that you're joining us today. Um, just a reminder, our podcast, we try to keep our episodes 15 to 20 minutes with a focus on Jesus and the gospel. Also, you can contact us with our email, jesusonlypodcast at yahoo.com. In today's episode, we'll be talking about a Paul Washer sermon called The Biblical Gospel and Evangelism. We'll be reading... Or we have the sermon in written form and it's transcript form, but you can find the video on YouTube if you search for it by name. All right, so this sermon by Paul Washer, I found the transcript online. I read through it. I thought it was very good, um, really encouraging, but also he made a lot of really strong points. And I want to start off by looking at the scriptures that he opens up his sermon with. And that is Luke 24, verses 45 through 49. I'm going to read it um, out of the King James Version. So so it says, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. And and said unto them, this is Jesus talking, Thus it is written, and thus it is behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send you the promise of my Father unto you. But hear ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. So that's uh, the scriptures that Jesus, or that, that, that's at the end of uh, the book of Luke. And it's uh, scriptures that Paul Washer used to open up the sermon. Talking about the gospel and evangelism. Um, some, so like, one of the main points is that we should be going and preaching the gospel. And um, Paul Washer talks about how, you know, one of the main reasons, well, one of the reasons we should be doing it is because Jesus tells us to go do it. But it also, it's, it's the highest or it's the best way to express your love and is sharing the gospel with someone. You know, because like that's, you know, if you really love them, you're going to want to tell them the good news um, so they can have eternal life. And... Um, and but first, Paul makes it. Paul Washer makes it really clear that you have to understand the gospel before you go and um, share the gospel or evangelize, um, and that's where a lot of people fall short, and that's where a lot of problems arise. And we talk right. we talk about the gospel a lot on here, you know, because it's, it's the most important thing. And if you don't understand it, you know, you need to do that first. So he talks about some. Um, okay, so he makes this really good point, and he says that. Um, you want to be holy, what should you do? Study the gospel. You want to be more like Christ, what should you do? Study the gospel. You lack motivation in your Chris- Christian life, what should you do? Study the gospel. So he, by saying that, he really points out that, you know, you need to study the gospel. And as we talked about before, the gospel is not something that you graduate from or that you just learn once, just a little part of the salvation message, and then you move on. You need to study the gospel, and your whole life is, should be... Um, with studying the gospel and that's the answer to a lot of questions you know you want to grow you want to you know be more like christ study the gospel and i thought that was a really good point um and then he says after you know you do all that if you're studying the gospel it'd be hard not to want to go out and tell people this amazing story it just he says it is too great of a story not to tell and so that you know another motivation for you to get out there is because if you have if you studied it so much and it's such an outflow of your life you can't help but go out and tell someone else about it. That's right. So, and then he does also go into the point about how you never graduate from it. I like how he says, it's not just a part of Christian 101, and then you get past it into deeper things. 
And this is, he says, there's nothing deeper than the gospel. And, um, and that's, that's very true. That's why we're always, we're always talking about the gospel. Um, and he also, so he tells this story about asking um, a group of students about why did Jesus die? And um, their response wasn't always, wasn't the best. So like, I'm going to read to you what happened. So he asked them, why did Jesus, or why did Christ die? And they said, because of sin. And he asked, but why did Christ die? And they said, because of sin. And he said, okay, why did he have to die? Because of our sins. And they're like, well, I mean, sin is bad. And sin is this and sin is that. And so Paul goes on to say, they don't know that Christ had died for our sins because of the character of God, because it all comes down to who God is. That if God is a just God, he cannot merely pardon men. Um, his justice must be satisfied, and that occurred on that cross when Jesus died. And some other questions that he says are good questions you need to make sure that you understand um, is why did Jesus die? Because, uh, you know, I, I can ask anyone. They'll say, oh, you know, he died for this, our sins. He died for the sins of the world. Right. And um, but another question Paul brings up is what does it mean? Why is his resurrection important? Um, and what is repentance and faith? What is the true gospel call, and how is it applied to men? So those are um, some questions that he brings up that people need to understand. Exactly. Do you have any comments on those questions, Dan? Yeah, well, I think about some people would say, why did Jesus, you'd ask him, why did Christ have to come to earth and to die? And some people would say uh, simply that because he loves us. You know, John mm. three sixteen, for God so loved the world. Yeah. But that's not the correct answer. It may have been his motivation to come to earth and to die on a cross and be buried and rose again. But he had to come to earth to die so that he can, like it says in that paper, that uh, the full weight of God's judgment against the sins of the people. God's payment for sin had to be paid at the cross. And... Uh, it's a very enjoyable thing to think about because it does bring joy to the soul that my sin debt has been paid. Mm -hmm. That I don't have to try to do something to pay it back. It ain't like a loan I got from Jesus. Mm -hmm. he, he paid it in full. Mm -hmm. I don't have to add to that. It's not like 99.99% of uh, Jesus's work and 0.01% of my work. No, it's 100% his work. Mm -hmm. And that's the good news of the true gospel. And that's yeah. trying to understand the gospel in, the, in all its fullness. So uh, why did he have to come to earth and die? Because the, the, it says in Isaiah chapter 53, I was reading this morning, that it was the Father's will to crush him mm -hmm. and to cause him to suffer. So the payment for sin had been paid. Yeah. And that is a great thing. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing that he did that. That's what the gospel is all about. And uh, my faith in that work that he finished. Yeah. Um, and a good, let's see, analogy for what Jesus did. I, this is from Ray Comfort, and I use it, and I think it's really good to help people kind of understand that. Is let's say you broke a law, and then you had to go to the courthouse, go before the judge, and um, you, you realize, yeah, I broke the law, and you say, hey, you know, I broke the law, but I'm sorry. Can I just get out of here? Well, it's good that you're sorry, but there's still that payment. There's still that fine to be paid. Because people think, oh, if I just say I'm sorry, it's all right. good. But then let's say you're in that courtroom, and then someone comes in and pays that fine for you. Legally, you can get out of there. You're free to go. The, the fine has been paid. And that's exactly what Jesus did. You and I broke God's law, and Jesus paid the fine. And that's why Jesus died, and that's an important thing that Christians need to understand and realize. Absolutely. And so, yeah.
Now, if, once you understand the gospel, um, then you can move on to um, evangelizing and sharing the gospel. So first, I would encourage you, you know, if you, if you say, hey, you know, this stuff that you're talking about, faith in Joseph, is, is kind of different to me, or I never really fully understood it, you know, take the time to read your Bible, search out, like, the gospel, and, um, like, read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, that's, you know, good definition of the gospel, and then move on to this next part where we're talking about evangelism. Now, Paul Washer makes a good point saying that the gospel call is not asking, some, not asking Jesus to come into your heart. You know, it's not just saying, oh, you know, Jesus has come to my heart. You know, now I'm a Christian. It's repentance and believing. And so you need, it's important to know, so when you are evangelizing, you know, you need to tell someone they need to repent and to believe. And another thing he brings out that I've, uh, I ponder quite a lot is um, how we need to evangelize and witness with our words and not by living our Christian life. There's a common misconception that, you know, hey, I'm just evangelizing through my life and if they see what I'm doing, maybe one day one of my friends will ask me why I am this way, and then there we go, we, I can share the gospel. But really, what I, what I think the Bible teaches and what I believe is you need to preach the gospel and share the gospel with your words, and then your, your faith should reflect through your, through your actions. Like You should be out there talking to people, and then the way you live is just proof that you actually believe what you're telling them. It just kind of backs you. Your words need to come first, and... Um, everything else should come after that. Now, one reason people um, don't evangelize is maybe they don't they don't understand the gospel. That's one of the first ones. Exactly. But then once you understand the gospel, the next big hurdle is fear. Which fear of men is, if you think about it, it's so silly. You know, why should we fear men? We have God on our side. You know, the Bible totally talks against it. Exactly. And um, I think about it, it's kind of like, you know, why would I fear anybody? But we still do. And it's just, you know, we still get... Um, nervous and fear that we were rejected. But in the end, you know, it doesn't matter. And so Paul, he talks a lot about, you know, just praying, um, which you just, you're praying for the people that you're about to witness to, praying, you know, just always constantly praying. Like he says, well, let's see, he talks about like praying, he says like he walks into the store and he's praying for the store. He prays for everyone in the store, right. prays for the cashier that's going to check them out. You know, he's always like praying. And I've tried to, um, implement more praying into my daily life and especially praying for people um, that you're about that you're hopefully going to go up and talk to you first thessalonians five seventeen says pray always mm-hmm you yep. know yes um and then okay so paul also talks about how evangelism should be an outflow of our life it should be um everyone should be evan should be evangelizing even if you don't think that you've been called to be an evangelist you should be evangelizing and um, it's just be part of just your life. Um, exactly. And he talks about always praying for open doors. You know, he says, he goes around, he just prays, you know, God, just open doors, open doors. Like, that means like, that means when you're talking to someone that they say something or something comes up so that you can, you know, go into that conversation. And so what I've took from that is I've been praying all uh, more for, for God to open doors, for him to open my mouth and for him to open their hearts. You know, because you, you pray that God brings up the opportunity, the person says something, and then you, I pray that God opens up my mouth because there's a lot of times where God might open the door and I or anyone else just doesn't take the chance. Right. So that's why I always pray that open my mouth, God, just help me just be able to say something. Right. And then to open their hearts, because they always want me praying that they, they receive it, they think about it, and, um, you know, that eventually they get saved. But the goal for you is to get the message out there, and God, you know, he, he does the saving. Amen. 
Now, one way, um, there's a lot of different methods out there for evangelism, um, but the goal is to find the, to do it biblically, bi- <laughs> biblically, yeah. Biblically. There you go. To do it that way and um, to do it, obviously, um, loving and like not like super like crazy and like, yeah. So Paul, Paul talks about, Paul Washer, he talks about um, what you do is you, you're praying for an open door when you, or you're talking to someone. If the door opens, then to take it. And he's, you know, he says, don't, no, don't trick people and try to trick people on the, um, like, I don't know, like saying things that are trying to, I guess, trying to purposely bring the conversation over there and like trying to trick them into throwing the gospel at them or whatever. Right. And he says, if for some reason a door doesn't open, then just be honest and say, hey, it's nice talking with you. I was wondering if you can give me a few minutes or like give me a few minutes to talk about my faith because it's really important to me. I believe, you know, Jesus is my savior and I want to share this good news with you. And then if they say no, you don't push it. You end the conversation or whatever and you keep going. Or if they say sure, which Paul Walsh says most of the time they do. And right. um, from what I've um, come across is, yeah, most people say, yeah, it's fine. And then you share the gospel and it goes on from there. Now, um, another method is one that Ray Comfort uses. And it's, my dad and I, we call it blitzing. Right. Where you, you really kind of get more to the point. What happens, I think, when you, you try to start a regular conversation, because the goal is just to be a normal person, because we are as normal people, we're just trying to share this extraordinary message. Right. You know, so you're going to start talking just a regular conversation. And for Paul's um, way that he focuses on in this sermon is you just kind of wait for the door to open. If not, you just kind of be honest, hey, I want to share this with you. Ray Comfort, when he goes around, he asks questions knowing they're going to lead somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just asks like, he, he goes around with his dog recently, and he asks about, like, do you think dogs go to heaven? People kind of laugh, and then, they, then he's like, well, do you think you're going to heaven? So, like, he's purposely asking those questions to get right to the point. Right. And I think that's a really effective way, too. Right. Because um, a lot of times, if you just start talking with them, and then all of a sudden, oh, wait, you got to go to class? Okay, you know, you missed opportunity. Um, but if you kind of go at it more, like, you're asking questions that you know are going to lead there, so I think as long as the goal is just to not try to trick people, but, you know, you can use this kind of questions to lead into it and see how they respond to that. Exactly. Um, another point that Paul Washer makes is that you are a servant to that person. And that's kind of the way you should go at it. You're not trying to go at them, trying to attack them. You're, just, you're trying to serve them and tell them, you know, the good news, tell them the truth, and you're trying to help them. Um, and going in with that mindset... Um, you know, will help maybe help me be a little less nervous. I think right. if you think about it as okay, I gotta go in there, I just gotta like tell them how it is, I gotta say, you know, you're going to hell. Don't shy away from talking about sin and hell. But know that you're going in there and you're gonna talk to them and you're gonna, you know, do it sincerely and show that you, you mean it. Exactly. And so some other final tips he talks about is just, you know, being kind to the person. If they do shut you down, act like treat them with respect and be really kind to them so it's kinda like leaping coals upon their head. Right. Uh talks about that. Um, don't, don't push it. Maybe, I don't, I always feel like if someone says like, oh no, thank you, you might be like, are you sure? And then, you know, if they don't want to talk, you know, it's not, it's, you know, it, you've done, you've tried to do, trying to do your job. Right. And then the final point that Paul Washer just makes and that I, I want to make is just, you need to go out there and do it. Um, to get better at it, it takes practice and just talking to people. And, um, but one of the, 
the things I think has really helped me is I learned to enjoy just talking to people about anything. You have to learn, like a good step that I, I read in a evangelism book by Ray Comfort is that maybe go one evening, you're going out or maybe at your school, so just get used to the fact of sitting down next to someone and talking to them, a total stranger, um, just talk to them like a normal person, just get used to talking to strangers, maybe for a week or the first few times, and then you know, the next time, you know, try to sit down, talk to them, and then evangelize to them. But, like, for me, I got really just addicted to just, like, talking to people in general. I just love talking to people. Oh, yeah. Through my job, I learned oh, to, yeah. like, like, I just like talking about people's lives and learning about them. And then you just take that, add on, you know, sharing about your, the most important thing in your life. And then, you know, it's a little less menacing because right. you just learn to love talking to people. Right. And it's, you know, because I think that's one of the scary things. Oh, it's so awkward just to see a stranger and I start talking to them. Right. Well, I feel like I've talked to a lot of strangers in my school that, like, it's not that weird anymore. Right. Sit down, say, how are you? And then it goes on from there. And so praying in your head the whole time. Just be praying, God, open a door, open a door. And that, that's kind of that's what I've been starting to do. And, it, you know, it, it makes it a little less scary. Yeah, everybody's called to be a minister. Where I like is where we, where we go to church at. Mm-hmm. If you ever look at the bulletin that they hand out to everybody when they come in the front door, it has, like, you know, the times and what's going on and any notes that need to be or announcements need to be made but it says the pastor's name and so forth but it says the ministers and after that it says the congregation mm-hmm. now, that's one thing I really like is that oh, yeah. we are all supposed to be ministers may not be a full-time paid staff minister Mm-mm. but just in our daily life and that's what it's all supposed to be is to yeah. really try to cultivate a, a heart for a lost, for a lost soul. Jesus, when he came into Jerusalem, he saw them as harassed and helpless, as sheep without a shepherd. And if we can just read that verse of scripture and, and understand Jesus' love for us, mm-hmm. Jesus' love for the lost, and allow the Holy Spirit of God to infiltrate us and to have that same kind of mindset as we follow and our disciples of Jesus to love the lost and to really cultivate that. Not go out mechanically like you're saying or trying to trick people with evangelism or mm-hmm. be a smart aleck or a Mr. Know-it-all mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, That's, that's a very good. good quote. Yeah, people don't. I'll say that one more time. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And have I been guilty of the opposite of that? Many a times. Yeah, me too. But I think what we need to learn together is that we need to show people that we do care. Yeah. And like you said, you talk to them. You ask mm-hmm. them what's going on in their life and uh, get mm-hmm. to know them a little bit. But the goal and the end goal is to share the gospel. Right. And to do it appropriately. Mm-hmm. And I just say one more thing in all that you were saying. I re- I'm reminded of Charles Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was called the Prince of Preachers many, many years ago. And he had four attributes for the Christian. This was his little standard, and uh, you can decide whether it's right or wrong for yourself as you listen to this, but four quick things. The true Christian loves Jesus. Mm -hmm. They love the Word of God. They hate sin. And the fourth thing is that they love the lost. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard that, I grabbed hold of that, and I agreed with that because it makes sense to me as I have read through the Bible those four attributes should be in a person who's a, who's a Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, so very good stuff. Yep. So I hope today's podcast encourages you to first and foremost and always study the gospel and um, don't never just brush it aside and say, been there, done that. Always be, you know, want to learn more from God's word and learn more about the gospel and understanding it more. And then taking the next step and um, sharing 
your, the gospel, sharing your faith, and evangelizing. Yes. And I hope um, the tips that Paul Washer brought up that we I talked about, things that I've kind of talked about, that they are some good tips for you um, and help you, you know, start thinking about it. But the goal is you got to do, you know, what you're called to do. And um, and you need to start doing it, you know, rather sooner rather than later. Amen. Um, because right. time is time, time is, is short. <laughs> so I hope this encourages you. And just remember, you can always email us um, if you have any questions or awesome evangelism stories of something that happened when you talked to someone. Um, feel free to contact us. Or if you do want more resources on evangelism, if you email us at jesusonlypodcast at yahoo.com, I can send you some good links and stuff that I use to encourage me to learn a lot about evangelism. That's very good, yep. All right, thank you. All right, thanks.